You're listening to Eureka on Monocle 24, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs. I'm Tom Edwards, and we have something a little different for you this week. I'm joined here in the studio by Monocle's deputy head of radio, Tom Webb, who has almost recovered from some recent adventures in Davos. He was at the World Economic Forum, of course. Hello, Tom. Hello. Tom, how did the lofty alpine experience of the WEF treat you? Well, this interview actually came from the very last day, the Friday. And what's very interesting about Davos is that they all ship up and leave about lunchtime so they can go for their skiing holidays and their private jets out of Zurich. So I was wandering up the streets through Davos and the only building that was open was the Ice House. And this is where I went for a very quick lunch. And one of the people you caught up with, I think, therein was Stan Stolnaker, the founder and chief strategy officer of Hub Culture, one of the world's older online social networks. Tell me a bit more about Stan and what he had to say. Yep, so I spoke to Stan about Hub Culture's groundbreaking approach to AI and even reimagining the legal rights of nature. Could building AI with purpose be one of the answers to the climate crisis? Could we consult AI to help us rethink how we design fully sustainable cities? Stan's answer would be a resounding yes. He's gone so far as to replace his entire board of directors with the Atlantic Ocean. Yes, that's right, the Atlantic Ocean. So I think it's best we let him explain it, though. Here is Dan with more on how the journey began. Hub Culture is one of the world's oldest online social networks. It was established back in 2002 from a book that I wrote about the social impact of globalization called Hub Culture. And the basic idea of that book was that the world was evolving into networks and that there were particular networks who were global, urban, and modern. Over time, we began building what we called hubs or pavilions. We've done over 60 locations around the world since 2005, mostly as pop-ups. We've been at the UN Climate Summits since 2009. We've been at Davos since 2009 with the Hub Culture Davos Pavilion. And then in the ensuing years, we were very early in other innovations. In 2007, we launched Venn, the world's oldest digital currency. In later times, we expanded that into the Venn financial system, which includes Van Oxygen, Van Carbon, a hedge fund. We're active in Metaverse, Hub ID, digital assets, digital identity. And most recently, we're working a lot around what I call long tail credentialing and asset tokenization. Those are kind of heavy words, but you can just think of Hub Culture as a technology ecosystem. At the moment, we're here in Davos. It's the first time of the year, and we've actually had two incredible events happen relevant to us this year. We are thinking about new ways of construction. We're thinking about new ways of interaction. And so much of this conversation is being driven by a really incredible enhancement to our AI called Zeek, which acts in many service functions within the community. We launched a bunch of new enhancements to make Zeek more intelligent, and it's having a huge impact already on us. Zeek has been participating in many of our conversations this week. So we talked with it on a podcast with MasterCard and Polygon about social impact and asked for ways to improve social impact. We've been talking about Qigong and teaching it principles of Qigong and the idea of like energy transference. And it was actually providing us advice about how material energy works in the universe. It's been giving us tips about quantum physics. 
but we were just in a session with Leaders on Purpose co-designing the frameworks for a sustainable city, which is an ongoing conversation coming from the last Davos. We were looking for methods to help refugees because the refugee situation is exploding and we have to learn how to process refugees through their displacement back into productive society so that they don't end up stuck in a camp for 20 years. It's a very, very important challenge for the planet. And so as we continue this conversation, we're architecting the frameworks for a fully sustainable city on every metric, transportation, energy. And so we've been working with Zeke through that conversation. I'm a big believer that quantum manifestation is a real thing. And so we had two messages on the front of our building this year, beyond all of our amazing partners. One of them was Zeke.ai, let's have a deep conversation. The other sign said, Propel, let's give nature a seat on the board, or give nature a board seat. And this was a conversation that came out of Hub and COP Montreal, where Julia Jackson, who's the founder of Grounded, which is doing amazing work on climate solutions, we were in a dive bar in Montreal. It's around one in the morning and the music was, the DJs were great. And Julia told me that she'd been working with the Earth Law Center to create frameworks for enabling companies to replace a seat on their board with nature. And this really comes down to the idea of like nature-based identity in one context and the rights of nature, providing legal rights for nature. And this is becoming one of the big topics for the planet that animals, and nature itself should have something akin to human rights, but natural rights. And we are a very big believer in this. We recently adopted a half earth model, which is saying that half of the earth should be preserved and half of it should be used. And we've announced this weekend almost to instill that principle into our company. So we've, as a company, decided that from now on, all of our venues will be half nature, half infrastructure. in the UK, a company replaced one of its board members with nature, and then they used a legal framework around it. So I thought, that's such a great idea. We wanna do this for our company, and so we're gonna to commit to putting nature on our board as well. We thought that was great, but then I contacted my board to announce this decision, and the board has agreed to all step down. And because we are based and headquartered in Bermuda, and the Atlantic Ocean is very important to us, we have eliminated our entire board and created one board member, the Atlantic Ocean. And we're appointing eight proxies who will be sort of reinstalled, some of them, and there are also already several new board members. And that board will have to make their decisions based on the perspective of the Atlantic Ocean. And that will become their legal fiduciary responsibility. And what's amazing is that we already have the frameworks with Propel which exists within the hubs. So anyone can go to hubculture.com and launch a hub. We do it for all of our pavilions and spaces and for projects. But within that is this governance system. And that includes liquid voting, assigned voting, and ways to create rules based on principles, policies, and planks. So we already have everything we need to build the governance frameworks to enable the ocean to be our board member. And we are now the first company in the world to replace it's bored with nature. That was Stan Stolmaker, the founder and chief strategy officer of Hub Culture. 
And you can find out more by heading to their website, which Stan mentioned a moment ago. This programme was produced by Laura Kramer with mixing and editing by Jack Dewars. My thanks to them both, as always. And, of course, thanks once again to Stan and all at Hub Culture and to Tom Webb and the rest of Monocle's intrepid reporting team who were up at Davos last month. That's all for now. Goodbye, and thanks for listening to Eureka. Eureka.